Hi, Baudelaire. How are you doing? How you doing, Dylan? I'm good. I- I'm really excited to-, to do this with you. This is the first chance we've had to, to record an episode together. And uh, for everyone who doesn't know Baudelaire, which you wouldn't because this is the first episode we've done together, this is Baudelaire <laughs> Seuss. So we're going to be talking about something today that I know you're a little bit of an expert or like a buff in. We're going to be talking uh, about Haitian history. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. So I'm Haitian American. Both of my parents born in Haiti. And yeah, I'd say in the past like five years, I've been doing a lot of like reading and everything, everything I can learn possibly about Haitian history. I've tried to try to learn. It sounds like today you're going to talk to me about a like a specific place in Haiti. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And in northern Haiti, 17 miles south of Capaïcien, which is the second largest city in Haiti, uh, built atop a mountain. There's this huge fortress, the actually the largest fortress in the Western Hemisphere. I'm intrigued. What are we? Uh, what is this place? <laughs> Today, we're going to be visiting the Citadel Lafayette, which for the past 200 years has stood to protect the world's first black republic from any invaders. I'm Dylan Thuris, and this is Atlas Obscura, a celebration of the world's strange, incredible, and wondrous places. And today, we're going to that massive fortress to learn why it was built and what it meant to Haitians and their newly free country. More after this. time I took a road trip. How many national parks could I hit in two weeks? What about hotels? Wait, hey Erica, how much am I spending on travel? When your questions about life turn into questions about money, there's Erica, the virtual financial assistant to help you spend, save, and plan smarter. Only from Bank of America. What would you like the power to do? Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Your chat may be recorded and monitored for quality assurance. Message and data rates and additional terms may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. If you're looking for a place where the wide open skies and the towering mountains inspire you to find an untapped part of yourself, you might want to take a trip to Wyoming. It's a place where bold, curious spirits forge their own way on all types of adventures. There is no shortage of iconic, expansive landscapes out there. You can discover breathtaking hikes, stunning state parks, authentic Western culture, and other historic sites— along with the tales of famous outlaws like Butch Cassidy and pioneers like Buffalo Bill Cody. The truth lies west. Discover yours at TravelWyoming.com. So, um, I I mean, my Haitian history is like pretty thin, if I'm honest. But, you know, the thing I remember, obviously, is the revolution. It happens very early in the 1800s, right? And it's Haitian slaves revolting against France, their colonizing power and essentially kicking them out, like off the island and and taking back control. Is that is that a fair kind of like frame? Yeah, but it, it's really important to stress that this is Napoleon's France. Yeah, this is this is the this is the baddest France that has existed. So Haiti freeing itself from from this major European power really scared the other European powers who were participating in the slave trade. Right. So yeah. Haiti was 
of course, freeing itself, but also giving other enslaved peoples hope in their own freedom. So tell me uh, about the Citadel. It started being built in 1804, the year uh, Haiti won its revolution. The leader of Haiti at the time was Jean-Jacques Dessalines, but he would die immediately after commissioning the uh, the building of the Citadel. And Henri Christophe, who was his successor, kind of like, he made it his thing. Like, my mom, when I actually brought up the Citadel to her, said, oh, Henri Christophe's Citadel. Like, it's, he, he kind of <laughs> has it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can you tell me a little bit more about Henri Christophe? You know, he, he started as an enslaved person, uh, was brought to Haiti, and his enslaver actually went and joined the American Revolution and fought on the side of the, the colonists and brought Henry Christophe with him. It is there that Henri Christophe learns about military tactics, brings it back to Haiti and joins Toussaint Louverture's army and quickly rises up the ranks because he has experience in a real revolutionary army. Hmm. Um, so that was one of the things that got Henri Christophe so far ahead. So Henri Christophe's military genius is kind of what led to his passion for the Citadel because he knew how important uh, military might is in the world that, that he existed in. What, what can you tell me about, about the specs? Like what's, what's going on in this place? So it is built of a mortar mixture, which included quicklime, molasses, and the blood of local cows and goats. Side note, not what I would expect, like, the mortar mixture to be made of. I don't know a lot about mortar mixtures, but, like, molasses Clearly, and blood yeah, would not have been. Yeah, duh. <laughs> uh, but not what I expected. Okay, so blood, sh- molasses, sugar, uh, and, and, and quicklime and stones are building this thing. So, okay, go on. Go on. It took 20,000 men 15 years to build this. It's actually built atop the mountain. So, like, the, the sides of the citadel kind of go into the mountain. And so you could imagine carrying <laughs> molasses and, and these stones up this huge mountain and building, <laughs> and building this huge fortress, these cannons, carrying all these weapons, food, and everything up here. The walls were 130 feet high, and it covered 180,000 square feet. So this is a good massive. God. <laughs> 130. I mean, that's a 13-story building. I mean, that's insanity. This is so enormous. Did people live in it? Was it a used space while it was being built or after it was was created? Well, yeah, the Citadel itself was never used in a battle. Right. Um, So the the French never came. Attacks on Haitian sovereignty would come a a, a different way. But the Citadel was was fortified during its time. Yeah, soldiers would be there, actually, when— Henri Christophe built his palace uh, a pretty short distance from the Citadel to be able to get there at any time. I'm sure this must have struck real uh, fear into the colonialist European powers because suddenly there's this island state that has freed themselves from colonial rule and is now like, actively looking to help other colonial holdings free themselves. I imagine there was a lot of of fretting from the colonial powers at the time about the the new Haitian state. The image of Haiti meant so much in the minds of enslaved Africans all over the world that to let them know that the revolution was successful and that this country is thriving, it would have been 
an attack on white supremacy at the time. It would it would invalidated the whole system of, of of chattel slavery. So what happened instead was Haiti was just blacked out. There was just no no news of Haiti. Um, there there was no mm. uh, correspondence between Haiti and the U.S. Uh, the U.S. would completely ignore Haiti's existence. It feels like the odds had to have been so stacked against them in some ways. Were people surprised that Haiti actually successfully uh, beat Napoleon's France? I wouldn't say surprised. They were scared out of their minds. Um, you know, uh, Thomas Jefferson has a quote where he says, you know, he shudders to think that there is a, a just God for, for what the U.S. has done to enslaved people. And when you look at a place like Haiti, what, what, what was done to the the uh, enslavers there all over the Western world, there was this idea of that maybe a moment of self-reflection uh, that clearly didn't go far enough of yeah. what are we doing here and look at the consequences of, of what we're doing. You know, these people do want freedom no matter what we tell ourselves. But Alaire, what do you what do you wish people knew about the Haitian Revolution? I wish people knew the, the odds that were stacked against the Haitians. Um, you know, these are uh, formerly enslaved people fighting what was either the first or second largest and most powerful army in the world. Um, but I, another thing I wish people understood is that this is the first island to rid itself of slavery. And it became a, a, a dream of enslaved people all over the world to one day make it to Haiti. Slaves that wanted to start uh, revolts on plantations would sometimes lie and say that they were from Haiti. And the other slaves would believe them. And it, it would immediately uh, instill a confidence in the other slaves. Like, oh, this guy is from Haiti. He just wins. Like, he knows how to do this. They, they, you know. So Haiti became such a, like, a beacon of hope. How did, how did the enslaved people specifically in the Caribbean feel about Haiti's success? The first island to know about Haiti's independence was Trinidad. And they knew because of slaves that worked on, uh, on boats that would dock. Um, throughout Haiti, and, you know, they went to Trinidad. The slaves on that boat went to the Trinidadian uh, enslaved people and said, hey, this thing, that thing in Haiti you guys know about, yeah, they won. It's a black republic now. The Trinidadian enslaved people didn't celebrate immediately because to celebrate immediately would have tipped off that they knew. The, the Europeans would immediately be like, hey, what are you guys talking about over there? You know, you guys talk about Haiti? And, you know, it, it, it would become a problem. What they did was they waited a few days. They waited a couple weeks and a huge party was thrown in the middle of the night. And the party was, the, the, the reason for the party was that they would be free one day because they knew mm. Haiti's free, one day we'll be mm. free. So that is that is what Haiti, Haiti meant. Like the, the, there are people crying and dancing because of a, a freedom that they don't even know yet, but they know that the possibility is now there. How did the French respond to all of this? How did they respond to the Haitian determination to, to be free. The French general, his name is uh, Leclerc, he wrote a letter to Napoleon uh, towards the end of the Haitian Revolution and told Napoleon that if Haiti is to remain a French colony one day, we're going to have to kill all of these people that are on the island now because they can't be enslaved anymore. They know freedom too well. That, that, is, that is what Haiti was, was up against, right? That is the... That is the, the mind of the people that Henry Christophe was trying to protect Haiti from. The idea of that, you know, that island had to be slaughtered for a second time because it was actually had already been slaughtered of the native people. 
France had done it before. So th there was a real threat of like, this could happen. They, the French could return, kill us all, and bring a whole new fleet of enslaved people here. You know, we can't let that happen. So the Citadel was never actually called on to defend Haiti from the French. But the site did become a really important symbol for Haitians and for other countries and people looking to claim their independence and freedom. Thanks, Baudelaire, for that conversation and that fascinating explanation of the Citadel's history. Our podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Witness Docs. This episode was produced by Baudelaire Seuss. The production team includes Doug Baldinger, Chris Naka, Camille Stanley, Willis Ryder Arnold, Sarah Wyman, Manolo Morales, Gianna Palmer, Tracy Samuelson, John Delore, Peter Clowney. Our technical director is Casey Holford. This episode was mixed by Luce Fleming. Our theme and end credit music is by Sam Tyndall. And I'm Dylan Therese, wishing you all the wonder in the world. I'll see you next time. Witness Docs from Stitcher. Anyone who goes against Napoleon in this period is just like hard <laughs> AF. It's like, that seems yeah. like the most feared military leader in the world at this point. And yeah, unless you're Haitian. Unless you're Haitian, who have just kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> NetCredit is here to say yes, because you're more than a credit score. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partners. NetCredit. Credit to the people. The world isn't wide enough for those with an insatiable desire for discovery. The all-new 2024 Lincoln Nautilus Hybrid SUV offers the power and freedom to explore further and deeper than ever before. Intuitive, smart features ensure that you're always connected to the road ahead. Inside, a thoughtfully designed cabin immerses you in a universe that is all your own. The larger-than-life panoramic display spans the entire width of the cabin. It's customizable and interactive. Drivers can even personalize their backgrounds with a series of nature-inspired themes. This vehicle signals the arrival of an exciting new chapter for Lincoln. Discover more about the 2024 Lincoln Nautilus at Lincoln.com.